the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, the delayed return of the Six Pointer Podcast, but we'll go into that in a minute. Um, I'm Matthew, I'm joined by my brother Luke. We are in the Bridge House Tavern in Penge, as, uh, as seems to be the uh, the norm for the pod these days. SE20's finest beer garden, mate. It's um, <laughs> glorious out here in the sun, isn't it? It's really nice, yeah. Just had a nice roast, lovely bit of roast beef. And we're looking forward to the uh, two o'clock kickoff today at home to Leeds. Uh, a big game for Palace uh, today, so um, yeah, can't wait, mate. And a long time since I've been at Sellers, personally, you know, I've not been since... Brentford, I think, would it have been last game? It should have been end of August. So yeah. yeah, and obviously we've we've had delays. You know, obviously, mostly the Queen passing away, and then uh, the Brighton game getting cancelled. So uh, it's been a while, bruv. It has, it has. But we're back. We are back, and as Palace are, Palace are today um, return to action. It's been a pretty pretty tricky period for Palace actually, and we'll touch on that as as you said, Luke, with some postponed games, with some late goals, and some other. Things yeah. um, it's probably fair to say we are we are due a win today, aren't we? But need a win, you know. Look, look at, let's talk. Let's talk about today specifically. You know, Leeds aren't a, a team that we think we're going to come and you know particularly roll over easily. So it's going to be a difficult one for Palace, right? And one they need to pick up on um, on the back of uh, sort of a what heartache with Gallagher scoring a goal. It's written that's going to happen. But let's talk about today. Let's talk about today. What, what, what are you thinking? Well, mate, I'm not going to. Uh, pretend to say that I've been following Leeds' season too closely if I'm honest uh, but from Palace's point of view given our results you know seven games into the season this is uh, I don't like must win but it's 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 a really must really must try to well no it's a must win let's it's, be honest well, it's import- it's, I, I don't know if it's must win but it's important to get something because it's been like the end of August since we actually did win a game last and yes there's been some opponents in there if I could say the word but it's been it's a long time. It's a long time. Well, I, I just think look at look at the other side of it. Okay, Palace lose today. I think there'll be a few worried people in the uh, director's box, let alone in in the stands. And given the fact that you know what we're seven seven games in, look with the context that we have had a few postponements, we are a couple of games behind some of our uh, Premier League rivals. But the, it's been more for me the manner of the defeats that we've suffered because realistically, when you think when you look about. Look at the games that we have lost. Obviously, losing to Arsenal, you know, a point at Liverpool, losing to Man City, losing to Chelsea. These are games where you look and you say, right, fair enough. You know, Palace aren't expected to turn up for those and get three points. It's been more the fact, the manner of the defeats, the fact that you were ahead against Chelsea, um, you threw it away against Brentford, a game that probably you should have been targeting for three points at home. Man City, okay, yeah, it's Man City, but you know, you were ahead, and then Liverpool as well. It, it, it's 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 the manner of the. The late goals and, dare I say, the, the, the game management, which we spoke about last season, is it ruining its head again? Uh, is it uh, a thing to be concerned about? Yeah, I mean, a win today makes it all look very different in terms yeah. of the league, doesn't it, as well? I think you can move up three places today with a win. The sort of a lower mid-table position, which just sitting just above the bottom three at the start of uh, play today makes, makes a difference how it looks. But as you say, it's less about that, maybe, and more about how... We have been in position to, you know, get something out of those games you mentioned, and and haven't, and that's I guess a disappointing thing. Um, yeah, having said that, you did mention some of those games we played, and actually majority of them, when you look at that run of games and that uh, as a run for Palace, you think, 
you know, struggle to get much out of those games. So there is there is that as well. But I guess it's more the reoccurring theme that we talked about last season, which is the inability to hold on to you know, games and, and see them out. It's the balanced view, Matthew, that we pride ourselves for on this podcast. <laughs> that on one hand, you can say that. 10 points dropped from seven games from from, from winning positions yeah. the other hand it's you've got no right to be beating these these clubs in the first place so yeah. but Palace do need to start picking up points uh, with the way this season is structured we've got what a month and a half before we have, have the break is that right where, where are we now um, it's, it's 16th of November isn't it so yeah so so look we're in a position where you don't want to be going into that international break regardless of how many games you've got left to play with that staring at the, yourself near um, a position that we shouldn't have been in. And there are arguments for uh, recruitment or lack of it in in the summer, which, personally, from a business point of view, you can probably understand given the outlay that was done the season before. But you, you, there's a, there's a niggling feeling at me that we didn't strengthen in the positions that we needed to, needed to in the in the summer really as as much as we could have done. Namely, allowing a um, six foot four striker to, to to leave your club and replacing him with, with with no one, and that's not a slight on the Jean Philippe Matetas, no. uh, Edouard, uh, Odson Edwards, and and Wilf when he plays up front as well. It's just that you, you you need bodies, and I don't think we have enough up in, in that area. Well, it's another it's another option that's gone, isn't it? And I guess we don't have lots of options. So, you know, it is a it's one of those situations. I think the Benteke one was that. You know, he was going to lead in the season, wasn't he? Really, yeah, realistically. Classic. So it was a case of yeah, um, whether or not they tried to get. There were rumours, weren't there? They were trying to get someone in lastminute.com, but it just didn't happen. So yeah, I don't know. It's um, no it's affiliation. One, no, exactly. It's, it's one of those ones where I don't know. Like, like, I look at that run and I think yes, you know, we expected to kind of not get much out of it. So when when you look at the points outcome, you don't get too despondent, but. You know, if we pick up today with a positive result and positive performance, it does make things look a lot better. And it's been very stop-start for Palace. And actually, you just made an important point, which we, which is it's going to be stop-start mm-hmm. because in sort of five, six weeks or whatever it is, less than that, there will be another break. So, you know, it's going to make it a difficult, um, difficult period for Palace because they're going to get going again after stopping for a while, after starting for a while, and then stop again. So. Yeah, I think get, getting something for this run of games is um, next next month is important. Exactly that. I mean, I think I might have said on the end of season pod that this season is going to be really strange in the sense that the big clubs are going to have a lot of players away in international duty, and, and you know, hopefully, the vast majority of them come come through that unscathed. But there will be some people who pick up injuries. There's, there's fatigue which which you have to factor in, and things like that as well. So there's the opportunity for the you know <laughs> the other. 16 or as it yeah. as it been the ones well, I mean even think about Crystal Palace who are we going to have in international doing you've got Jordan Ayew and I don't know Jeffrey Schlupp still gets called up for, for Ghana you know Mark Gay might go to the World Cup with, with England Yotsam Anderson with, with Denmark um, you think Mitchell will go maybe maybe. but I mean look but, but in the vast majority you know Wilfred Zahai is a you know Otten Edouard isn't in, in, in France, French squad neither is Jean-Philippe Mateta you know so you think about Palace's key Vicente Guaita isn't, isn't going for Spain so you think about other Palace key players and, and we're relatively well rested I guess in, in, in yeah. that sense so I think the complexion of the league is going to change quite drastically in the, in the latter half and that's why I don't think there should be too much emphasis being put on bottom at Christmas or bottom three at Christmas no. this, this this year because it doesn't really matter does it because you haven't had the test there 
as you would have done in previous years. And I guess the point I make about stop, start, everyone's got that. It's just we've had a bit more stop than, than, than more recent. But actually saying that, um, others around us have played seven, eight games as well. So there, there are others in this situation. I guess it's just we felt the impact of our games or we could have actually seen them out. Um, looking ahead, actually, also to, to today's game, but also the next run of games, they are all relatively winnable games, aren't they? You know, if you look at some of those some of those fixtures, we've got opportunities to get points on the board. So, yeah. come the international break, it can look very different, and then gives us something to build on, um, sort of Christmas time onwards. But you know, look at the likes of Leicester's, the Southamptons, the Everton's, you know, Wolves as well. You know, there's opportunity to pick up points. I think as we go to November as well, before the break, there's lots of Forest in there as well, and West Ham are a bit up and down. So, you know, it's it, this this is now the run of games starting today when we're out of the bad run, right? Spot on. And and look, momentum is key. That's why I said it's it's really I think it's really important for Palace to get three points here today. Kicks you off on that on that on that winning habit um, in in like you say a fable run of games where Palace should be eyeing up, you know, getting maximum. Points or, or really not dropping points, really. Let's, let's be honest. So, I think we can do a bit of live pod team news, can't we? Because looking at the time, was it? It's one o'clock. Go on, bro. Do the magic. Yep. So, uh, Guyton goal, Wald Anderson, Guyhe, and Schlupp. Anderson's fit. Yeah, but Schlupp's left back. Okay. That's interesting. At least say Decore, Eze, Ayu, Edward, and Zaha. That's an interesting back four, actually, isn't it? With with Joel Ward switching back to right back and Anderson coming back in and then Schlupp left back and Mitchell's on the bench that's a really interesting back four okay. I mean is, it, is that more of a wing back it can't be can it because it looks like 4 it's like four three three, doesn't it uh, I assume so unless the core is pushing back a bit enabling the other the two wing backs to defend yeah well I mean I'm, I'm pleased that Anderson's starting again because I think we missed his his sort of like um, crossfield sort of Damien Delaney-esque passing. <laughs> obviously, Delaney. obviously, he's not better than Damien Delaney, but you know, in the sense that, yeah, I'm pleased. I'm pleased to see Anderson back because him and Gay, obviously, I really like that partnership. Schlupp at left back. That's an interesting one because I've always been, I don't know, like Schlupp. I think is an important player for us in midfield. So, I, I, I love. I do, but I wonder if that might play to advantage in the sense that if he's down the left side with Wilf, he, 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 I always thought Schlapp and Wilf were linked up quite well. So to see him pushing on, I quite like that, actually. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Schlapp up there. Really what pleased is, to see AU after his, his assist and an excellent performance last season. Last what, what does, what does, what does um, Mateta need to do to get a go? Because I've watched uh, Edward for the last few games and... and I don't know. Mateta started, didn't he? And then he didn't really sort of make much of an impact. Edwards had a, had a go now. What does what does Mateta have to do to get back in? Well, it would have been harsh to drop Elson Edwards given the score Palace's only goal last last week. Yeah, but I'm talking about all round contribution and and you know impact on the team as a whole. And and you know I think when you've got Ayu and Zahar up there, does he give them any? Does he give Palace anything different that Mateta could? Because I'm thinking about the aerial sort of threat prowess of Mateta the fact that you know there's the we talked about the Benteke factor yeah. you know and that Mateta give you a similar sort of target maybe not as much well more than Edward sorry Edward less so I think maybe look I think it's more of a case that Edward having, having his has his impact last week does, I think he deserves to keep his space yeah at some point you've got to give Mateta a go but Edward's performances have got to drop below um, what you're expecting I mean look I understand what you, what, what you mean, but uh, yeah, uh, I can't see a reason for starting JPM over Edward today, if I'm, if I'm honest. Good stuff. Right, so today we're going for a win? Have to, mate, yeah. I'm going to go 2-0 Palace. 2-0? Come on, Palace. We're going to go 2-1 Palace. 2-1. Um, 
yeah, well, fingers crossed for today. Fingers crossed for a positive performance. Um, I think the result is probably the most important thing today. So if we do scrap out a, a one nil, or you know, it might be nice to score a last late minute goal, or whatever you know. Just uh, get one, get one ourselves. The the, uh, the footballing gods even themselves out a little bit. Bamford own goal would be nice. Lovely, Patrick Lovely. Bamford. John Collis would enjoy that. He would do. Right, JC. Good stuff. Um, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we will hopefully catch up with you for a reaction to the action. Um, until then, up, up the, the palace. palace. Hello and welcome back to the Six Pointer Podcast. Post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 2-1 victory at home against Leeds United. Uh, Saturday just gone. Um, we're back with you. We had a couple of days uh, to digest the game. Um, and we're going to reflect on on what turned out to be a good three points at home to, to Palace. Hey, Luke. I was just going to say, Matthew, I hope that you put some money on your prediction when we won when we were in the Bridge House because obviously it came through. Um, but knowing you, you probably didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But you should, oh, you're right, I should have done. Uh, no, but but being, being me, I'd have put about 50p on it, so I would have made a lot of money. But anyway, okay. yeah, so look, it, it, it was it was as we said, uh, important to get a result from the from the weekend's game. Uh, the league uh, looks very different now. Um, and obviously, we've got now something to build upon, as we said, going into what is a run of games where Palace are playing teams who aren't in the kind of the the classical top six um, group or category in the league. Um, and also some teams who are down and around the bottom half of the Premier League with us. So good opportunity. Um, although having said that, we're sitting in a tournament victory. It didn't start off in the best way. Yeah, a very poor start from Crystal Palace. Um, one of the poorest I think I've seen for a long time, if honest. We, we do joke often that Palace don't start very well, but... That was taken the proverbial on, um, on on Saturday, on Saturday, Sunday, whatever it was. I, I'd said to you pre-match about how much of this was a big game for Palace. And I wonder how much of that nervous energy from the crowd of other people feeling that too might have leaked onto the pitch because we were struggling to put a decent rung of, of passes together, let alone create any chances. And Leeds really just looked full of energy and more energy that we could handle and probably deservedly got their goal after I know what it was. 10, 12 minutes. It was Aaron's and I think their, their, their midfielder, number seven, who got the ball uh, near Eze on, on the byline and he skipped past, I think, Eze, Decore and Schlupp before sort of um, hitting the ball into the, the far bottom corner, which bounced off the post um, and into the um, the line of uh, Stewick, was it, I think, uh, who, who tapped it home um, and probably no less than Leeds deserved at that point, if I'm honest. Yeah, the, the the crowd before that goal was certainly getting on Palace's back. It didn't take very long in the game for us to look very, very off the um, off the boil. I think it was coming, wasn't it? They'd had lots of possession. Mm. Uh, they were certainly in and around Palace's box for the opening sort of 10 minutes and then a little bit after the goal as well. And um, didn't Guaita also a bit of a sort of a hash of a clearance the he was messing around with it and I think there was a bloke right in front of him and I thought that might actually, actually led to the, the build up of the goal yeah it was a very nervy start from Palace and as you say maybe there was something in you know an expectation in and around the ground yeah. but yeah it wasn't the best way to, to to get going that's for sure 
I, I don't know whether the Guaita incident you're mentioning was because I, I seem to remember Mark Gay sort of giving him an absolute hostile pass back to him at one point. I don't know if that was of that. Forgive me, this is what we're now Wednesday and the, the game was sort of on Sunday. But yeah, I do remember Guaita sort of being being hurried at, at one point, and but it just added to this sort of the nerves, didn't it? And some of the fans in the Holmesdale getting getting on the back of of some of the, the Palace players and, and frustration, really, the fact it was a, an important game for Palace and we were performing so badly. But saying that, you know, after we we weathered a little bit of a storm, including Patrick Bamford one on one with Vicente Guaita, who did very well, I must say, to to to, to make himself big and and save that effort, Eddie comes back in with a, with a goal about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes in. After it must be said, brilliant work from Jordan Ayew to win the free kick and an excellent delivery from Michael Lise. Yeah, I was saying about um, Eddie not getting a team, wasn't I? I was saying, what does Mateta yeah. have to do? Go. <laughs> two in two, two now, isn't it, for him? Yeah, it was, like you say, as always, the industrious Jordan Ayew um, winning the uh, sort of on the... Uh, just, just sort of outside the box or just the right inside of the of the box in front of the White Horse. Uh, and like you say, a really, really good ball into the box. It kind of, I don't know if it took Edward from uh, by surprise or not that it reached him because he sort of had to sort of put his head forward a little bit. Maybe, maybe it was just good positioning for it, uh, from him. But uh, then we had the, sort of, the standard uh, minute or so waiting for the VAR check, which seemed to go on for, <laughs> I know, they're trying to get it right, fair enough, but it did seem to go on a bit for what was, you know, a clearly onside goal. Um, but yeah, we got back into it, didn't we? And then I think this, the, the first half sort of, you know, petered out in Palace's favour. Um, so after a bit of a slow slow beginning, it, it got better, which was um, positive to see. What, what did you think of the second half forwards? I, I assume they got a rocket at half-time because we certainly came out with a lot more energy. <laughs> Magically, you know, passes were meeting their their destination, intended destinations, you know, we were able to look a bit more positive, I think, in terms of in terms of our attacking threat. You know, I, I like to see the fact that, you know, Jeffrey Stuck was, was supporting Wolford Zaha down the side and, and trying to get down there as much as he could. I thought that, you mentioned earlier, um, Jordan Ayew, but he was was excellent and, t- and took a nasty bump to the head at, at one point. I think that might have been the first half, actually, where he was defending the, defending the corner, but carried on, didn't he, until we got subbed around the sort of hour mark. But yeah, a much better performance for, from Crystal Palace in terms of energy and application in the second half. I think you're right. There might be something in the half-time uh, chat they had because it, it did seem the Palace kind of a lot more purple. And, and you know, um, the goal itself, I mean, what a move by Palace. Mm. You know, the, a flick from Wilf. I can't remember. There was another pass as well in the move, wasn't it? Before they got to it. And uh, we we both, when he scored the goal, we both said to one another about the fact that he sort of um, fainted or faked the first effort for uh, the defender to completely um, lose him. And then lovely angled sort of shot back into the bottom left corner as you as you look at it, um, or bottom right for us behind the homestyle. And um, cue big celebrations for, for, for Sellers Park. Um, and taking the lead at last. Loving it, mate. And yeah, you're right about the move itself. Fantastic. I think it was a crossfield ball that came to Eddie, who touched it down to Mitchell, who came off the bench. Turns out he'd been unwell during the week. That's why he wasn't 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 starting the game. Yeah, Mitchell to I think back to Eddie uh, to to Wilf the flick, and then yeah, you're right. Eze's 
ability to, to, to glide past people whilst opening his body up and that one extra touch or non-touch as it may be um, that took it took it past that last defender uh, well the middle defender I should say really gave him the angle for um, for the shot and Melier really it was flat-footed did, didn't you know completely dumbfounded by the shot you know even if he he tried I don't think he would have got down to it uh, an excellent an excellent goal and what I realised afterwards that was Eze's first goal at home for Palace in front of fans. So, you know, you saw the celebrations and that that makes sense to me now, you know, because he ran to the corner and everyone came and joined him. And like you say, brother, obviously it was a fantastic goal and we were celebrating that, but also a huge sigh of relief, I think, from from Palace and a, a, an outpouring of relief from Palace fans, I think. Interestingly, as I got a lot of the game, Vieira spent a lot of time talking about it. And I actually think, you know, okay, he's going to get that because of the goal, but actually by his standard, particularly this year, he did that great a game, actually, and uh, and that's the real. And I say that in respect of a compliment to him because he has, yeah. he's probably our most improved player, you know, from where he sort of started with the flair and the ability to get him on with the ball. Just how strong he now looks and how much of a sort of a, a unit he is for Palace, and um, you know, he can play left, right, in the middle, part of the front three. You know, it's it's really exciting how much he's come on. He's part of that combination, really, isn't he? When you look at the team sheet, you look, you've got Ayu, Elise, Eze, Zahar, Edward, all starting games, and you're thinking, wow, you know, Pallister, a sport of a choice, and that's not even to mention people like Abue and that we haven't really seen much of who can come off the bench and, and, and change games as well. We did slightly criticise Vieira for, for game management or lack of game management in, in part one. I think perhaps he needs to be applauded for, 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 for the, the changes that he made, you know, bringing on Will Hughes and... Luca to, to, to shore things up and also a special mention to Czech Decore who I think got booked after about six minutes and, and lasted to about 20 minutes to go before he got, before he got hooked so um, yeah uh, that was an excellent performance by Czech as well because I, I do feel for him this, this season I think he's asked, been asked to do a lot of work by himself a lot of chasing around which is a, a pretty thankless task and he did it excellently on, on Sunday Do you think he's an upgrade on Czech High? I think in the defensive midfield slot, yes. I think he's got a better range of passing than Czech. Um, he's obviously not as physical, but he has got that bit of bite about him, you know, that, that we've seen in where everyone's seen in highlight reels and things like that. And I guess we saw his, him getting his yellow card after uh, five or six minutes on, on on Sunday. But you know, the one thing you don't have with him is well, perhaps is the versatility. You know, Czech could obviously sends a slot in a, a centre back. Given his physicality, so I think in, in the in the in the DM position, yes, I, I do think so. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think longer term, I think he will get better. And I was watching Chet Kaite the other night again, uh, Villa for Forest in the Monday night game, and he just yeah, he was a monster for them. And you know, you do miss that, but yeah, he's mm-hmm. definitely come more into it, the Corey after. You know, I think we said first couple of games, he looked pretty knackered. He wasn't quite as um, combative as, as maybe Czech Coyote had been for us. But, you know, he was getting used to the English game after playing in um, in France, right? So, yeah, no, he's he's, he's definitely coming coming on and the signs are, are positive. I, actually, to your point about changes as well, I was pleased that Vieira did make the change, um, putting um, Schlupp further up the field and bringing on... I felt that that whilst you know Schlupp did a decent job, we looked a lot surer at the back with with that back four a lot more sort of established and parts seeing the game out. 
and also to I think to the point we alluded to in, in part one, you know, Schlupp gives you that ability to drive through the midfield as well, which I think um helps Palace in, in that second half massively. So look, positive game management, as you said, um something we haven't had to talk about. We saw the game out. I think we're fifteenth now, aren't we? Which puts us in a um a, a more a more sort of tidy looking place. And it's Leicester, isn't it, on Saturday? Isn't it? It's an early game, isn't it, this weekend again? Half 12 on, on Saturday, yes. The BT Sport game, so it's an early, early game. And um, yeah, could be that Palace, uh, Palace's uh, victory up in Leicester could be the final nail in Brendan Rodgers' coffin. Who knows? You know, they've not had a great start to the season. I think, I think they might be bottom still. I'm not sure, actually. I need to have a look. Um, but yeah, from, from a team that was winning the FA Cup, year before last and, you know, was adding runs in Europe. Um, it's, it's really not been the start, I'm sure, they would have expected. And an opportunity for Palace to put back-to-back victories together because that's what's, what's important to momentum. You know, look, look at Eddie. You know, he's, he's scored in, in back-to-back games now and let's hope he can do it once more up in their storm Saturday. Well, we're due a result against them because I think that despite a few seasons ago, we beat them home and away. Uh, I think two seasons in a row, we haven't won against them for I think it's six games now I think we've we've drawn a few and lost a few against them so um, well, there you go just check the stat drawn two lost four so due, oh, certainly jurors are and as you say uh, they are bottom of the league so playing them now is um, well <laughs> as, as will be Palace right is it a good time to play them or not who knows it could be the turnaround for them it could be and they, look they've got uh, important players for them, people like James Madison, who I thought has been playing out of his skin this season from, from the highlights I've seen. How he's not got called up to those last two England games against Italy and Germany, I'm not sure. But he's got me thinking, you know, if he can continue his form, he might be in, in, in the shout for a, a World Cup squad place. So it, it certainly won't be easy on Saturday, but an opportunity here for Palace, I think. Um, that's for sure. That if we can start off on the right foot and put some pressure on them, you know, the nerves might kick in and Palace can get three points. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, as always, at Six Point Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I would like to say also, because we didn't mention this on Saturday, Luke, we haven't done a pod for a, for a while because of all the other things going on. Um, and I just want to say a big thank you to those people who reached out and, um, and asked when we're coming back. Um, we have been due to do a um, sort of start of the season look back with Kev. Um, but again, di- diaries have meant that it hasn't been possible, but we will get that in soon. Big shout out to Kev. Big shout out to Kev's mum, as always. Okay, all, the, all the regular listeners. Um, but yeah, we will we'll be back with you soon and hopefully get into a bit more of a uh, steady rhythm now on uh, on the pods. Um, but yeah, Instagram and Twitter, get in touch with us um, as you all do. Um, t-shirts coming back soon. <laughs> Hats, <laughs> other merchandise, pens, badges. Well, we're coming into coming into Christmas season, aren't we? So yeah, woolly hats and and, and mittens. Um... Yeah, things like that. I'm sure will be in the pipeline. I'll, I'll get my um, my merchandising man on it. That's you, by the way. Right. Oh, is that me? Is that? Well, look, if, you're, uh, if you've got a particular six-pointer podcast uh, set of uh, merchandise you're after, um, oh let God. us know and we'll see what uh, dodgy dealings we can get put together to get some fish <laughs> magnets and other uh, other items put together. Fish magnets. Yeah. <laughs> six-pointer podcast, that's six-pointer podcast, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Leaves us for nothing else to say, but as always, up, up the, the palace. The Six-Pointer Podcast. Oh, 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 o